Good evening and welcome to the Teaching Mums Network podcast. I'm your host, Lulu Lincoln, and this is Season 3, Episode 2 of the Teaching Mums Network podcast. So after a fantastic summer, I thought and thought about what this series would be called. And this season series is called Ninja Mum, <laughs> because I'm now back at work full-time and still doing everything I do at home full-time and um, really seeking a way to continue to enjoy both. I love being a mum and a wife, and I love being a teacher. Last week, we spoke about, just briefly, about how to make time for your own children after a long day at work. I hope that was useful. I've had really positive feedback, and again, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate, I really appreciate when people get in touch with me um, to say hi or to ask questions or to discuss how I fit everything in or um, are able to share my struggles with me, my down days. I have a wonderful group of friends and a fantastic family um, who really support me and make very, very long days very, very short and pleasant. So today's episode is going to be about dealing with pain and trauma in other people's children. Now the reason why this is so pertinent for mothers who are also teachers is because most people have experienced some type of trauma in their lives, whether as children or as adults. But when you then become a teacher, you are also exposed to, depending on the area in which you work, the type of school you work in, the phase, key stage, the cohorts, the um, the demographic of the school, all things being considered, I I dare say that you will you will never come across um, childhood trauma as a teacher. And the reason I'm talking to you about this is because I'm a mum and a teacher, but I do also have a counselling background and have experienced um, lots of trauma of my own. And um, the way not to deal with it is pretending it didn't happen. And as a professional, I take the concerns and safeguarding issues and trauma of other people's children and families incredibly seriously. So th- I'm just going to give you maybe three tips, three to five tips today on the sorts of things you can do to prepare yourself to process the difficult things and then also still go home and be all that you are to the people that are closest to you because I think what I really want to do with teaching mums and the teaching mums network and teaching mums education is to encourage mums to be free to teach and encourage mums to continue to mother and parent and to be a fantastic spouse while still being really good at their jobs. Now, not everything can be burning at 100 degrees all at the same time, but what I hope to do is to provide some balance and smooth transition between all the roles with minimal difficulty. That is what Teaching Mums is about. So I said I'd give you four tips, but I think if I give you three, you can unpackage them in your own time Um, the mummies that are listening that are members go to the members only section of the website and there'll be a brand new article and video online for you today Um, people that are not members please go over to teachingmums.com 
where I provide a fantastic service and community resources, advice and support, specifically for mothers who are also teachers and looking at developing you as a as a teacher and as a mum and the combination of the two roles. Just to be clear, <laughs> this isn't teacher training and this isn't mentoring. It's something in the middle where mothers have decided to become teachers and are seeking to enjoy both roles and be successful in both roles. There are lots of people out there providing um, services just for mums in any role and just for teachers. Teaching mums is somewhere in the middle where I share my experiences with you and I support you within a community of other mums where I grow, you grow, I learn, you learn. Join today on teachingmums.com. So the three tips I wanted to share with you today are number one, protect yourself. Number two, do not ignore it, report it. Number three, leave it at work and respect confidentiality. Now, the reason I've come up with these three things is because I learnt and was burnt the hard way. So when I say protect yourself, what I'm really saying is make sure you're getting enough sleep. If you are having a difficult time at work because of some safeguarding concerns or safeguarding issues, definitely alert your immediate family. If you are a spouse, if you're married, let your let your husband know and say, look, you know, there's a really tricky situation at work, which I can't talk to you about, but I need you to um, support me. Um, I need you to encourage me and strengthen me because when I go into work tomorrow, I have to go to a series of different meetings or I have to fill out lots of different forms or I have to alert various members of staff. I have to c- contact third party agencies. That can be quite laborious and draining and it's really important that your family know what you're dealing with at work even if they don't know the ins and outs so protecting yourself means that you are preempting that you may feel low that you may feel drained that you may feel saddened by some of the things that you hear about and see in your local school so protecting yourself is you being school ready emotionally and mentally ready to take on um, professionally the workload that comes with the trauma in the lives of other people's children and family so protect yourself number two do not ignore it report it so if a child's behavior is making you sad or uncomfortable don't just ignore it i think positive behavior management is but is phenomenal and um There are lots of ways to deal with negative behaviour, but even beyond negative behaviour, behaviour that causes concern. We have a legal responsibility to all young people to protect and safeguard them. And if there's behaviour that is worrying you, go straight to your safeguarding lead. And as I said, put something in place for yourself so that you are not damaging your mental health as a result of dealing with difficult things at work so do not ignore it report it the third and final tip is leave it all at work now this was my biggest challenge and this has been my biggest challenge since I was um 17 spending time with young people with people my own age um becoming a tutor working as a nanny Um, I find it very difficult to switch off from work. I think 
people would probably um, consider me to be a workaholic. I don't think I'm a workaholic, <laughs> she says. What I what I think is that I just find it hard to to switch off, and it's not because I want to work twenty four hours a day. It's just because I like to be prepared, and I think if I can do something today that will make my job easier next week, I'd really like to do it. So maybe maybe I am a workaholic after all, but I try to put a positive spin on it. I like to be prepared for the weeks ahead, for the day ahead. But I think when it comes to working with children especially if you are a mother especially if you are a wife especially if you're caring for elderly relatives parents leave it at work and two things will come out of that if you're leaving work at work you can honor your integrity and um, your commitment to keep those issues confidential and keep it within your institution and the other the other side of that um, comment leaving it at work is that you actually also protecting yourself because if you bring work home and when I'm talking about work I don't mean paperwork I mean emotional the emotions that come with dealing with trauma you are actually damaging your mental health by reliving what a child shared or reliving what a colleague or a relative of a child shared leave, leave it at work and it takes time to train yourself to be able to do those things but it's incredibly beneficial for you because when you come home and you're transitioning from work into home and going from teacher to mum, then back to teacher again, you can really enjoy being mum because you switched off and you've left work at work. And then when you go back into school, you can resurface <laughs> as a teacher and then leave the mum part of your personality as much as, as much as possible. It's very hard. You can leave that at home and reserve that special privilege for the people that call you mum, mummy, wife, um, some of you, nana. Um, That's all for today. I really hope I've been able to encourage you. Again, if you haven't already visited teachingmums.com, go over there now, click, click, click. Subscribe to our network. It will be much more of what you have heard today but really specific to your need and where you are in your teaching career and in your stage of motherhood in relation to your teaching career and I have a fantastic bookshop online underneath the willow tree where you can buy resources for your classroom for your children you can buy gifts you can also buy a copy of my latest book which is a combination of poetry and journal space the book is called not just the mother and it's a collection of poems to get you through those those dark days when being a mum is hard and when being a teacher is hard thank you so much for your time today and for your listening ear i'm your host lulu lincoln and this is episode two of season three of the teaching mums network podcast you can find me on facebook Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Teaching Mums. You can also email me, lulu at teachingmums.com. Go over to teachingmums.com today to find out a little bit more about what we do. If you enjoyed the episode, please share. If you found the tips useful, please get in touch. I am also a counsellor and I do have sessions available Get in touch with me today if there's anything that came out of today's episode that you'd like to talk to me about. Book a session. Don't leave it. 
talk, heal, recover, and then help somebody else. Thank you. Bye-bye.